Chugga, 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 chugga. Ladies and gentlemen. to publish, perish or podcast your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science fair dodges on a bus. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Christopher Teabag Gibson. Namaste VA, namaste Schmoopy. And Cameron Schmoopy Shiro. Good results Chris and good harmonies Andy. Oh my god the harmonies are swinging chaps. Oh, do I you swing a harmony? Fuck yeah, I can. No one else can. Okay. Uh, very good. I don't know. Like, um, I do not know many musical terms. No, so maybe it is a thing. I think I don't think you can swing a harmony. Okay. I'm swinging. Like, hey man, I'm hip. I'm swinging, and Ooh. I'm happy. I'm harmonizing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, so Gibbo, tell me the truth. I bet you've fair dodged before. No, I haven't fair dodged, but I once got angry at a bus driver because I thought he charged me too much. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? He did? No, he didn't oh, at all. I got off and I, I looked at my change and I was like, oh, actually, that was exactly correct. <laughs> or was it a very expensive bus ticket? Is this what you're thinking? No, no, no. It was $1.60 back in 1993 or 1994. <laughs> and Which I thought he charged me $1.80. Yeah. And I was like, this is too much. Why? This is an extra 20 cents. He's like, no, it's not, mate. And I stopped the whole bus for like about a couple of minutes. No, yeah, I would yeah. have been on that bus being like, that asshole. Then I got on. off and I stormed off and I checked my change again and went, oh. It's right. He's right and I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Schmoopy. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> Is that ooh. a yes you have? Yep. So oh, as, a, as a teenager. Um, In your reckless youth. There were, <laughs> it was very rare to be asked to show a ticket on the tram in Adelaide. Oh, yeah, yeah, the tram. So you could just jump on, not press a thing, and there was always a guy walking up and down who yep. would ask, and I would just say, yeah, I got a ticket. Cause, no, because he's just asking if you want to buy a ticket. Yeah, and you'd be like, I'm fine, I've yeah, got go a ticket. On. Yeah. But then one day, huh? they demanded that they see my ticket, and I didn't have one, Yeah. and I didn't have any money. Ooh. Oh. So and so very awkwardly, someone from my school who happened to also be on the bus paid for me. Oh, what a hero! Do you yeah. remember their name? Oh, that was nice of them. Um, S- Scott. I All think. right. That doesn't quite feel right. Something like Scott. Okay, something like Scott. You are an everyday hero. Yeah, I'm and a little surprised and a little disappointed. <laughs> I have to say <laughs> that you were once an outlaw and a scofflaw. 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 So you know I'm very against breaking the rules now. Yeah. Um, Hold it. Wait, not wait. back in the day. <laughs> are you into breaking rules now? What, what? No, I said no I'm not. Against, I'm oh, against you are. I'm sorry. I thought you said you're into you breaking are, rules. You are right to be outraged Ooh, about that. I was, I was, yeah. Absolutely. What, what if rules you said are you that. breaking these days? I like rules. Yeah. And good, I catch good. the train most days. Yep. And so I do catch the odd fair dodge uh, mm. situation. It's harder to fair dodge completely in Adelaide, at least on the trains, because when you get to the main train station of the city centre, yeah. you got to go through turnstiles yeah. to get out with but a ballot ticket. But you can do what's called a double shuffle. What's That's that? where you stand up right up close next to someone, they <laughs> beep and you go with them. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really called a double shuffle? I think in 
Uh, it's on, in, on oh, the it's tube. A, it's a London thing. It's a London yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So on the tube, I think it's so called you have a to double get shuffle. Perilously close to someone. You have to put your hips against the person's buttocks in front. Look, uh, I'm not saying it's perfect. That, that could cause a lot of problems. <laughs> but what do you, do you call so, them out? Well, so so the thing that I that someone got caught for the other day. Yeah. So very rarely, so maybe once a month, people go around asking you to check the tickets, and. Um, the full priced fare is a lot more expensive than the student fare. Yeah. And so people who are once a student would perhaps forget to ever get rid of their student card and they would just use that for forever. Yeah. So there was a person the other day who was using a student card on the on the train mm. that was expired for by a few years nice. and his student card was only for a part-time student, which also doesn't make him valid to use the the concession ticket. Yeah. And he was very angry with the conductor for having caught him out because I guess that's the tactic. You just get angry at them. Yeah, if you get angry enough, they'll be embarrassed and stop. Yeah, but the conductor was very, very good. So you've gone from being a scofflaw to a rule obeyer, but you haven't gone so far that you you dob someone in who's suspicious. Uh, No. Ooh, no. You had to think about that. I should dob. I I should dob them in. Yeah, I think there's a Twitter way you can dob people in who would do some do things wrong on um, public transport. Yeah, there is. There is a dob dob in line. Yeah. But I I wouldn't want to use my own because I wouldn't get. I don't want to get punched for anything. No, so. uh, you have got a punchable face. Not in a bad way. Just like I think someone would quite happily punch your face. I, on the other hand, very beautiful. And people would think twice. If the internet was created for anything, it was for people to be anonymous cowards, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. What about science dodging fears? Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, uh, science, I think, let's have a look. I think science would happily dodge a fair because science funding is getting harder and harder to come by. Ooh. It's more competitive. Science wants to keep all of its money to spend on science. Mm. Mm. So I reckon it would it would weigh up the odds. It'd be like, am I going to get a punch? Or am I, am I, is someone going to get angry at me? I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Or do I need this extra $3.50, put it towards cancer research? I think, I think that, you know, I think that's good sort of balance in the, in the, in the way of... That's an interesting perspective. Yep. I, I, I humbly disagree. All right, go Ooh. on, why? Science humbly. would definitely pay because science, the study of, of nature, yeah. is predicated on some kind of honesty. Okay. okay. It has so the, to be. the whole scientific method is based upon It honesty. has to be. Well, I mean, people don't necessarily do that, but it, you know, the, the whole premise so. has to be based on honesty. So therefore, I yeah. think science would pay... Just to Since show it that it's good. As it is a test of honesty. Yeah. So I think so. Yeah, I'm saying science would pay as well. All right. So there are several just universal constants that science <laughs> obeys. One so of them. Rules. So we've got, we've, got the universal, we've got the universal gravity constant. Yeah. We've got the speed of light. Yeah. And we've got paying fares on public transport. All right. Well, I good. didn't know that was a law of the universe. <laughs> but uh, if it is, it is. Uh, I'm happy to obey it. It's news for the week. <laughs> So, news for the week. Uh, I'll go first, just very quickly. Look, everything is going well. I've seen a gibbo in the uh, car on the way over here. Super slow start to the year. And oh, now yeah. we're in, like, f- what, May? May. 
And everyone's like, okay, now I want stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm invoicing. I'm going up to UniSA tomorrow to um, do an onboarding for their scientists for Verbalize.science. Good. Um, so look, it's all working. It's all going well. So um, Good on you, man. apparently it takes until May for academia to warm up. So are these new paying jobs or jobs you've previously had that are now just asking you to actually do something? Yeah, that one. Oh, well, okay. a mixture. I've got some new stuff, but mainly that one. All right. Mainly just, it's taken five months. Do you remember I was so excited because in my first day at Verbalize.science, I signed up two customers. This mm-hmm. is one of them. Five months later. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my God. Anyway, so academia, I guess we should have expected it, right? Academia moves slow. Yeah. No yeah. one's in a rush. Yeah. It can move slow, that's true, at yeah. times. Yeah. So anyway, so, th- so that's going really well. I'm pleased that it's actually, I'm doing stuff now. There's nothing worse than an entrepreneur sat doing nothing, eh? Mm, mm, mm. Nothing. Nothing. Um, and in other news, uh, I'm growing a beard, guys. Oh, is Ooh. that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. There is hair on your face. If I can grow a good beard. Yeah. You, uh, you look like you can. always had facial hair. I've always had stubble. Yeah. Like, I've never... Because if I completely shave my face, I look like a testicle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so anyway, so I decided, I was, someone said the other day, you should grow a beard, and I was like, okay, and it took me three months to uh, actually go, you know what, I'm doing it. I'm losing it on top, so I'm growing it on bottom. You, but you, it Standard doesn't look procedure. like you're patchy either. No, I'm you're not, not a patchy really grower. patchy. It's, it's maybe a little thinner at the sides, but not much. I think cheeks are always a little bit Yeah, thin. you don't have any, any gaps. Like, I have huge gaps yeah. in mine when I try. Yeah. So yeah, look, I'm that really excited. Bad. I actually want a massive hipster beard. So, oh, um, that will suit you to a T. People get on LinkedIn because I'm doing these weekly date, like uh, weekly blog. No, daily date, weekday <laughs> vlogs. Now that one, weekday, oh, yeah. weekday vlogs, and uh, I'm getting loads of support for the beard growing on those. So right. that's me going up, changing my face because I'm now artsy, mate. I'm getting out of the science stuff. I'm being artsy. I'm gonna buy a flat cap. Shmoopy, what have you been up to, mate? Um. Busy week. Busy week, busy. Uh, Oliver, three months old. Congratulations. Oh, here we go, here we go. Uh, made it. Went and got him weighed and, and uh, measured uh, so that right. we could plot him where he sits on the chart. Yeah. And uh, he is doing uh, very well. <laughs> <laughs> is he now? If it were a competition, Cameron, would, yeah. would he be winning? Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the blue books of your children, Chris, or you even as a child, if the blue book existed when you were a child. So is this the case of if Oliver wins, you win? Yes. Oh, God, he's going to be one of those parents. (laughs) What's this blue book? This was inevitable. Ah, so uh, children get their um, health records, immunizations and everything ticked off in a blue book that that stays with them for the first few years of their life. We we have ours floating around the house somewhere. Yeah, right. Uh, and I had one as well when I was a child. Yep. Uh, and so Oliver, on the the weight and the length, the, you put it in a chart and it tells you what percentile your child is in. Nice. He's in the 75th percentile for length and the 90th percentile ah, for weight. I did say top 10% at some yeah. stage. Yeah, That's I said good. a lot of percentages. What, what does it get to, like 90 Fifth percentile? So, no, I'm thinking then it's the hundredth percentile. Okay, so he's in I mean he's in the top without yep. being the heaviest baby ever recorded. Yep. Do you remember your stats from your blue book? Has your son already surpassed you? Yeah. 
<laughs> he's only three months old and he's already embarrassing you with his overachievement. Look, it wouldn't surprise me, but I actually, I requested my book from mum and she hasn't brought it over yet. Oh, she's protecting so. you. Competitive dad. <laughs> Competitive dad. She's saving you. But I was a big baby. All uh, right. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feed into the competitiveness, Andy. Don't feed it. You'll end up into a spiral of shame. Hey, I'm going to steal some of Givo's news. Do For it. For the first time Do in it. a few months, I am collaborating with Gibbo. Oh, yes. Well yes. done, you two. That was not going to be some of my news. It wasn't going to be some of my news. What are you guys up to? I mean, wait, wait for that. But no, no, no. Keep going, keep going. It's a bit It's a bit of a shame that I wasn't invited, but whatever. I mean, what? like, I'm not going <laughs> to... Hold on. Oh, hang on. If it's the news I'm thinking of, I don't want to scoop Schmoopy. So you were invited, Andy. So Chris has written a paper. <gasps> yes. Uh, to which you and I apparently both did work at one point. I did SEM. You did. Yes, I am involved. I love being involved. You forgot about I it already. Did. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Chris sent that paper around to both of us this week. I yep. got back to him. I haven't seen you uh, uh, write back to him yet. No, the first thing I said to Gibber was, I'm sorry, it is not even on my to-do list yet. <laughs> no, that's all right, that's fine. <laughs> but So it's good for us to be uh, all three of us collaborating yeah, again. That's really nice. Fingers crossed it'll um, all get in okay. Um, I feel the pressure mounting now. But also part of me doesn't want it because it affects my scientist, uh, relevant scientist of the year competition. It really pushes me down. It will. Yeah. yeah. Unless uh, it's self-sights enough. No. Not enough. For, I don't think not for me. there's no self-sighting for Andy. I'm not sure. No. I have to think about that. Maybe we can squeeze one in. Thanks so for Andy... Uh, you probably didn't even open the document. I did open the document, uh, actually. Did you view the author order? I did. I'm a, I'm before you. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. There may have to be some rearrangement of the order. What? I complained. Yeah. You complained? What a dickhead. Mate, leave me where I am before him. Okay, we'll see. So I think there's nine or ten authors on this. Oh, I can't remember now. And I am fifth. You're right in you're the middle. Well, I couldn't be I'm three, three, aren't you're I? Not, you're not directly in the middle. To be in the middle, there'd have to be an odd number. You're actually closer to the end than you are at the start. Yeah, more of a supervisor. Not like me. I mean, but I'm you are three. substantially closer to the start. Three. You're third, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, I'm, you might have to get Come bumped. on, mate. I did SEM. <laughs> I, know, I think Cameron did do more than that. No, no, nah, I didn't. And he's actually nah. replied with comments. So oh, mate. Look, I mean, that might be enough look, to push you all, out. We can all be heroes when we're not being a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. Eh? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, and so something <laughs> else that came up while we were reading, while I was reading Chris's article, yeah. is that he used a word that I've only ever heard Chris use before. And so I want to know, Andy, if this is a science, if this is a word, and number two is if it's, if it's a science word. All right. Ready. So this is referring to some information being obtained from a bit of data. Yeah. And Chris used the word gleaned. Mm. Is that a word? It is a word. Is I'm not sure whether it's sciencey. It's a great word. It's I a great word. I love it. Glean to me, doesn't it mean like it's it's like, like something from literature? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like doth or thee or it's glean. Like, no, it's like Cockney slang. It is, no, <laughs> no, it's not. I, I view it a completely different way. I, got so my, I love it, glean. I got you think my that's piece. a highbrow for I think it's like a very highbrow, Yep, More it's highbrow science science talk. Actually, no, cock me it up. I got my peas and beans 
we gleaned <laughs> some of the things. Look, I, I don't think it's sciencey, but I feel like because a glean to me is like I perused the data and I t- I took I extracted important information. Cherry picked is probably <laughs> the way, what gleaned makes All me right, feel. I will consider changing it. I will consider changing right. it. So what did I write? I, I highlighted. I it bet you said put something. It was real exactly silly. what you said. I it was said like you, you always use this word, and I hate <laughs> it. You should never use it, and it's rubbish. Did I say that I hate it? I think I wrote I hated something else. I don't know. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the final, the final little change I made is that um, you made a mistake in your institution name. Oh. Um, because you wrote Flinders Microscopy and Microanalysis. Yeah, that's the name. That's the name of it. No, but it's missing a word. Yeah, no, no, it's not missing anything. End. No, no. It's Flinders <laughs> Microscopy and Microanalysis. Facility. Just like Facility. Adelaide Microscopy. Facility. No. <laughs> it's not AMF. It's just AM. Gibbo, what, what the F, mate? I've got my granny glasses on and I've got three bits of news. Nice. Paper accepted in the Journal of Materials Chemistry A. Oh, that's a good journal. Impact factor 9.93. Woo! What's so, this? Um, Jesus, that's really good. Microbe-assisted synthesis of black phosphorus quantum dots. Efficient electrocatalyst for oxygen evolution reaction. Ooh. So, yeah. So, this is work started at Flinders and some of it was finished at UQ with our uh, collaborator, Moogatron. Moogie. Moogie. Oh, of yeah. course. He's gone, has he gone to UQ with... Yes. With yes. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, um, okay. that got accepted... Gosh, a week or two ago now. Good. So that's very good. That's a good journal. Congratulations. Very good journal. Thank you. Thank you much. Um, I might be able to organise a visit from a very important scientist to give a talk at Flinders and possibly Adelaide Uni. Who? So it's still in the in the embryonic phase of organisation. Yeah. But it's a... Uh, uh, Dr. Andrew Stapleton. A famous scientist. Someone who I would almost say has been a mentor to me. It's me. <laughs> and... This is going to be a big, big hint. So I expect you guys to get this. I, I'll get I it already you know. I already know it is. Say it. Cameron Shearer. No. John Sader. John Sader. <laughs> <laughs> so I emailed John and, and said, look, you know, would you be able to make your way to Adelaide Uni if there was a, a to give a talk, blah, 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 if you had some stuff paid for? And he said, sure, be great to catch up and talk about science. Great. So, so I got a, uh, this is more of a question for you guys. I've been talking to a few scientists yeah. and a number of them are saying to me that they're using Google Scholar now as their source for when they're quoting their number of sites and H-index. That's because it's better, right? Yep. I get about 25% higher sites um, and I get about 10%, 13% higher for H-index. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I feel like people are... I mean, it's just metrics, isn't it? People are just mm. going to choose the one. And then if you can... Because ideally, you would just calculate it yourself. There'd be a way to do it independently. But if there's all these places, but one's higher... Then you can just be like, oh, Google says. One, one thing I've, when people have said to me, they said they always make sure they, they make, you know, they would write down, this is Google Scholar. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, people assume it's Scopus or Web of yeah. Science, which I think is probably, you know, it's a good, bit of, it's a good bit That's of honesty. Ethical. So oh. the, the good thing about Google Scholar is that it picks up everything. Yeah. But sometimes it has duplicates or it picks up things that aren't actually journal articles. Scopus has the, the bad side that it actually doesn't index lots of things which call themselves journals. Yes. So, like, I published in the journal C, in from C. publisher MDPI. C what? <laughs> yeah. S-E-E, like seeing. Yeah. 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 
uh, and that is not indexed by Scopus. So that paper and everything I cite, all of my self citations from that paper, do not appear in my Scopus. Um, is it records. is it is it indexed in Web of Science? Nope. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. But is there? How long has the journal been around for? Not very long. Yeah, well, that might be the reason. Yeah. yeah. So, so new journals will take sometimes a year or two to get indexed. Mm. It is a. It is strange. So I, it does look like Google Scholar is almost preferred. It's becoming, I think, um, the one. Yeah. And like it's one evil corporation, Google, versus another <laughs> evil corporation in Elsevier who runs Scopus. Hey, mate, I saw recently they just teamed up with an open science thing. So they're not evil anymore. They know they've done bad. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. Like they've, they've really. It would be nice if a funding body said you should. Um, show these particular stats. When I apply for my job at Uni Adelaide, they ask for my Google Scholar H index. Oh, really? oh, interesting. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah. That, so that, that if institutions are going to ask for Google Scholar, then it's become it'll become, it'll become the norm. A thing. Yeah. 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 So it looks like Google Scholar, and because it does, like it's the more up to date number, and it looks better. If everyone does it, is it then fair? I don't know. If everyone's doing it, I think, yeah, I, I guess it would be. I mean, the other thing it does is it captures things even before they've got a volume and a page number. Mm. So you'll find yourself getting sites from articles that are only three or four days old. So they've just gone online. Mm. So, and it also captures patents, industry reports, government reports, lots of stuff. Shit. It's the only one of the index databases that will actually make mistakes in your favour. <laughs> <laughs> the others will make mistakes against you. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, just wanted to hear your opinion on that, guys. Boom. Here, guys. We got feedback from <gasps> listeners. Whoa. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. Feedback from listeners. We, is this from um, AndyMatter.net? It is. And SoundCloud. I thought Ooh. I checked this and I didn't see anything. We, we, you can put comments on SoundCloud. Yeah, if you, you can put things through the web portal or yeah, through SoundCloud the, app even. Uh, SoundCloud app, I think you can. And also, but definitely online, you just click where you want the comment. It's actually like to the, um, you can actually oh, align it up with the time. It. Yeah. Okay. Very is good. it a timestamp comment? It is. Is it pertinent? So, I'll read the SoundCloud one first. Uh, it says, needs more Gibbo. <laughs> 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 that was the one without you. <laughs> who was who was that from? Alex. Alex. Alex Ho. Oh, that's my that's my, Yours, my uncle. Your, uh, that's my nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Good on you, mate. At what time period did you realise that it needs more gibbo? Uh, I can't. Zero no, I didn't write point it. Point zero one <laughs> seconds. It didn't actually <laughs> line up as far as I could tell with any particular point. I think he was listening. It was just like. Why is Gibber not in this? <laughs> Boom! Yeah, Needs good more on him. <laughs> good on him. That's a, that's a loyal family right. member. Fair comment, uh, Lecky. Yeah, Thank well, you, Lecky. We got him back, so there we are. Thanks, Lecky Grew. Yeah, Lecky. Um, and now, uh, <laughs> feedback from listeners. Bloody one of the best feedbackers that's ever been alive. Our Ooh. guide. Our guide. Our guide. Our guide. Is we that have your Irish accent? That's my Plymouthian one. Can you do an Irish our guide? I had a... Air? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good try. Thanks, mate. Um, but two comments. Two. First one about plagiarism. Do you remember we talked about plagiarism? Remember yes. that? Yep. Uh, All right. I, I came across this article which was completely copied. That's right. Yep. Uh, it's just a quote. He says, remember, 
to steal from one is plagiarism, to steal from many is research. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. From the late great Tom Layer, 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 Layer. I'm not good with names. Oh, uh, Lera? Sure. L E H R E R? Yeah. Too many R's in that, mate. Hmm. Um, and uh, our guide also says As a gentleman of the more hirsute type, I listened to Gibbo's idea for a peel off glue bath with horror. <laughs> While it might work for the smooth, hairless skin of Dr. Gibson. Was that me that came up with that yeah. idea? Was yeah. <laughs> No, I think I came up with it, but you you really you took liked it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I speak for many hairy men when I say I would rather uh, the sw- sweet embrace of death <laughs> or sweet stinking like a pig than the sensation of peeling off a whole body band aid. There you go. Yeah. I have to admit, I'm not a particularly hairy person, so no. it doesn't really bother me. No, you're the smoothest person. No, I. I'm going to see your bum one day. I'll let you know. All right. That's, where you, that's a true test of a hairy man. Very good. Yeah, on re-listening to that, um, Andy, you do mention that it's quite like a whole body wax. Yeah. And I didn't really recognize that when we actually recorded. And, yeah. And yeah, I, um, it does sound a lot like a whole body wax. Sure yeah. does. never waxed. Yeah. Have you waxed? Yes. I've had a back sack and crack. Does it hurt? Oh. It hurts which, so much. What, which one hurts the most? Do you know what? Bum, like crack, hurts. <laughs> uh-huh. But the top of the genital reg- region yep. stings unbearably. Okay. So when they say sack, they don't just mean the sack? Everything. Okay. Oh, it was like I was wearing skin underwear. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I, I literally don't know what to say. <laughs> And then what? And then my farts came out <laughs> completely different. <laughs> they bubbled out in my bum cheeks. It was insane. That is crazy. Yeah. I also had two other people in the room with... Actually, three if you include the, the beauty beautician. You should lady. probably include uh, them. Did yeah. you want a crowd? Yeah. I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I might as well have a crowd. Yeah. And luckily, this was before camera phones. Mm. So there are, there's, I believe, some audio of me getting it done, but was no Was it before video. the internet? Not that. No, I wasn't hairy. I was, I was smooth <laughs> as then. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, our guide, agree. We feel your pain. It's time for topic of the day. Topic of the day. Yeah. Um, the topic for the day is Cameron. Topic of the day is, is just Cameron. Just hey Cameron. Cameron, we're nice. going to bask in your yeah. glory now. Uh, so who is also growing a beard, by the way. Yes. Yep. I am think. I'm not thinking. I am currently marking discovery projects. Yeah. Australian Research Council discovery projects, and I have questions. We are here to guide you <laughs> and provide <laughs> definitive answers to those questions. I'm here not to guide. <laughs> And give you really vague answers. What I wanted to get out of this uh, discussion today is I am marking discovery projects. So the people who are writing these are very well respected uh, researchers or academics. Yep. And they've generally been in the field for 20 plus years. Wow. And so I'm finding it difficult to judge them because I'm a person who's been in the field for six years. Mm. Um, 
I feel like I might know as much about science as them, but I do not really know what constitutes a good academic career really beyond where I'm at right now. So the time period you're talking about is doesn't include PhD, it's post-PhD, yeah? Yeah, always, no, always, always post-PhD, post-PhD for yeah. these things. Very good. Uh, and so I've also just, um, you know, when you mark these things, they say, you know, um, you're told to actually delete all copies of these grants after you've finished mm-hmm. marking mm-hmm. them. Just put them, let's put them on our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ever going to do that? Yeah. But how's this sentence talking about um, the importance of renewable energy? Our ability to replace non-renewable polluting energy sources with renewable clean ones will determine the longevity of the Anthropocene epoch. Jesus Whoa. Christ. Is that, is that the epoch we're in? Is that the opening sentence? That's their opening no. sentence. No. <laughs> no. You've already decided track Not record doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's gone. Man, that is an insane opening sentence. I'm, like, st- I'm stealing that one. <laughs> I mean, the point is, we all know that um, renewable energy is important. That's, yeah. what, that's what they're saying, but they're yep. saying it in a different way. That's well, they even want to impress more, you. Or even more scary, and they're saying anthrop- Anthropocene Epoch. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up on Wikipedia. Uh, it's not even accepted that we're currently in the Anthropocene Epoch. Already oh. controversial. Oh. Already controversial. Hang on, I like them. I like them. They're just throwing caution to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, let me that's enough for you to fund it now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> next, as long as they say vaccines cause autism, I'm in. That's but all I want from you this. You should not be uh, <laughs> assessing grants. Um, and in, a, in another one, I came across this idea. So um, when you write these uh, discovery grants, so they're asking for $600,000 over three years. So yep. it's, it's a lot of money, but it's also not a huge amount of money. Like mm. it's pretty much equivalent to their own pays for um, for this time period. That'll get tied up a lot in a postdoc or two. Then the rest, it's gone basically. Mm. Um and so you need to prove that you collaborate with each other a lot. Okay. But there's a problem that if you only collaborate with one person or like you also, you want to prove that you collaborate well with this person, but you also don't want to show that you're dependent upon each other. So this is fucked. I know. So it's, it's a weird world, isn't it? That's, that's crazy. So, it's, so you're talking about the, the CIs have to prove that they collaborate with each other, yeah. but they're not dependent on No one's on each riding other. a coattail. Yeah. So, so th- like the world that we live in is that they, had, they felt the need to fill up space in their limited um, grant right to write that um, their diverse and extremely productive collaborations have yielded 75 joint papers and two grants. This represents less than 20% of their total individual outputs, underlining the complementary rather than overlapping nature of their research programs. Do you know what? That seems constructed by someone who's had feedback on their papers all the time. Of Like, this seems like you're in the same field. Do you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is an offensive move. So it's like, it's, you can't say that we... Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, how can it be possible that you have 75 joint publications? Anyway, maybe I should go and check. That seems like way too many That's a joint lot. publications. But, but, then, but then they're saying that only constitutes 25% of their total papers. Is that right? Yeah, or 20% of their total individual So they're saying we, we collaborate a lot, but not too much. Yeah. Enough to be effective. We collaborate, so en- much we we collaborate enough to get funded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it like... Uh, that's, that's, another, that's another one I'm stealing. 
<laughs> copy paste, copy paste. This is gold. This is gold. <laughs> Uh, so one of the one of the people's like, of course, it's not really fair that I'm judging people on this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. So highly successful research researcher. Um, they have a list of their public outreach events. Mm-hmm. What's acceptable for the length since their last public outreach event? Oh, so oh. should as a successful researcher, ten to twenty five years outside of, since PhD, how often should they be doing? Public outreach events. Oh, look, once a year is, I think, the bare minimum you should expect for someone. You know, like I, th- I, th- I do that, and I'm not even a scientist, and I like I get given opportunities. Yeah, well, you are a science communicator, where public outreach events are kind of more yeah, good, true. good so what for would, your CV than that's true. What would constitute public outreach? Giving a public lecture, speaking at Pint of Science, doing okay. science in the pub. I reckon once a year. Mm-hmm. I reckon that's, yeah, that's like entry level. I, like I stumble across these opportunities. Look, I was going to say once every few months. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. How long has it been? So uh, perhaps, like, I mean, they did put this in their grant, but maybe it just hasn't been updated. But the last time, and this is all they've written, no one else even writes how many public outreach <laughs> yeah. events they do. So this, they've considered this a strength. I don't know. 2015. Was no. the last time. No. <laughs> no. So in fact so so no one else has been listing their public outreach. Nope. And this person's decided to do it. Yep. And it's back in twenty fifteen. You do okay. outreach every fortnight. Yeah. Mm. And it's not that difficult. Well, mm. not well uh, luckily you do most of the hard work for the oh, podcast. Hey, whoa, hold <laughs> yes. on. So Oh th- yeah, this is public outreach, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. We're so. reaching out to the public. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, yeah, look. Look, it's really tough because clearly with a sentence like their opening one, they're clearly old, <laughs> right? Ah, so this is coming from multiple grants. Oh, okay, okay. But yes. So but th- if they're 20 plus, like I think we've only just seen the change from people doing outreach because they enjoy it to it being expected as part of their role. Mm-hmm. So if this person or these people, like this general cohort of people, if they're older then that probably seems good to them. Once every five years doing a public outreach event, you know, like yeah. off out of the goodness of my own heart sort mm. of thing. Yeah. But up against an ECR series of grants, you would never, uh, well, you wouldn't have been in science for that long, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't stand up, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's. It, I don't know, like, do you just, is their idea that, you know, tick, I've done one, it's like so they only just say the last time they don't list. Oh like no, they have a list of about three or four things, okay. and they seem to be clustered around 2015. So perhaps they haven't rewritten that part uh, since 2015. But this isn't a CV. This is the the rope section of the of the grant. So this is the part showing you're showing uh, outputs other than publications and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Or it's okay. yeah like your con- contribution, contribution to the field. To yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so once a year. So I don't know. So I would. So the P pop obviously is every fortnight. Yeah. But that's a bit sp- special. We're special. Mm. We're special. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, I would. I'd be averaging. I've done one a year for the last two years. So I'm not that much. Yeah. Better than but you, that. You don't. But it's more recent. Those right. Those kind of like opportunities come up, and you mm. say, "Yeah, sure." Yes. Like I reckon, if you were like, because for example, actually, gents, gents. <laughs> I don't know why it's got all funny with it. But 
Pint of Science is happening this week. Oh. Right? I realised that maybe I'm not super, like, into science anymore. Because <laughs> I just didn't... Like, yeah. I knew they were happening, but I didn't look for them. It's like, if I get invited to something, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm invited to speak, I'll definitely go, because I love the attention. But mm, mm. I don't... It's weird. I don't turn up to these events anymore. Yeah. So anyway, my point being is that if you looked for these and started going, hey, I can do that, I reckon yes. you definitely do more than one a year. Yeah, but, I, like, at the same time, I don't, because... Yeah. I don't like. They're always out of hours. Well, yeah. Not always. Well, the the two that I've done have been in hours, and yeah, I've guilt free right. taken mornings off. Yep. To to go and talk at the science for seniors or the SASTA hmm. event. Hmm. I haven't gone at at in the, in the evenings or my weekends to to do something like this. Hmm. Uh, so had the same thing. So I need to give these people a, a mark, A B C D or E, on. Quality and innovation of the project. A being abysmal, E being excellent. The other way around. Oh, okay, mm. good. So, how and so and I also need to mark them as a like their research careers. Wow. As a uh, total uh, with A B C D or E. How do you feel about this? This is power. This is like judgment. I would love this. Well, I don't, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it yeah. because I don't have a, well, so, you know, something that, like how, wh- what is a good publication record for someone who's 20, 20, years, 20 out. years out of PhD? I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, the funny thing is good is, is just so hard well, to write. Yeah, not good. What is? Exceptional. Yeah. Uh, exceptional, I think, exceptional is obvious. Exceptional would be H-index 60 plus. Tens of thousands of sites, hundreds of publications. Do you? I think good's actually hu- like just good. Good is hard to rate. Yeah. So or an acceptable. What is an acceptable H publication index record? Of sixty. What are, at twenty years? I mean, there are yeah. I mean, there are people out there who, ha- who have it without a doubt. So anything less than that's not an A. No, no, not necessarily. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's mm. it's. It, like, what do you so consider acceptable? So, clearly an A, but that, that like, what's the borderline between A and B? Because that's what really matters. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? So, if 20 years out and they're, they're, they're doing uh, research with a research group, a mm-hmm. large group, they're asking for money for a large cohort of researchers. Yeah. So, generally, these people say they have about four PhD students. All right. So, let's say four. So, that's one paper per research per year right do you reckon that that's a reasonable i would say assumption i would say that would be reasonable yeah you'd almost want more yeah so let's say that for the last five or six years they've been getting at least one paper per so that's four plus collaborations would we say like Almost double in out double of collaboration. Out of eight, cla- eight per year? Like eight per year for the last five years is... Because re- um, then you're starting to say, okay, well, yeah. 50, 60, 70, like, you know, like, that's bam, that's barely scratching. That's entry-level stuff there. Well, I, I would definitely say at, at 24 years, you'd have over 100 papers, definitely. Yeah, okay. I, th- I think that's that would be uh, a benchmark. And you'd want 60% of them to be cited, like, to get your 68H index... No, I think if you've got just over 100 papers, you won't have a H-index of 60. To okay. get a H-index of 60, you've got to have hundreds of publications Okay, from, from what I've seen. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I'd say, you know, you've got to have over 100 papers, probably over 5,000 sites and a a H index of over 30. Yeah. Okay. At at 24 years would be my my feeling for a... Entry level. A good, decent um, publication record. Yeah. Is that an A? I don't know. Because it really matters. So basically, Mm, what what we get told is that if you don't... If someone isn't scored all A's in the everything, basically the Quran is not funded. So, <laughs> so re- if you put a B in any of them, or a significant number of people that also yeah. reviewing do, because wow. I was I was having sh- trouble with with these in that I feel like they're not quite good enough, but I also can't really mark them. Like I can't really tell you what's wrong with it. Maybe there's like there's a few nagging things that has mm. me thinking about it, and so basically I feel like they deserve Bs for everything. But uh, I know that bees for everything won't get them is funding. a fail. Yeah. So so this this that's ra- ru- wow. I so didn't realize it was so brutal. So the rating is you're assessing everyone's track record to give this. Yeah, a? it's the so team. It's the team. Yep. Okay. Well, you're gonna have very you're gonna have varying track records amongst the team, definitely, because the head CI should probably have a better track record than most of the others on there. No wonder people are so like picky about who goes on these grants then. If it, because if one person or one thing could push you down to a B, mm-hmm. that's no deal for the whole grant. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always, always like, why aren't they putting people on? This is stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, no wonder if this is the system. Yeah. Hmm. Um, is Do they provide any metrics? Not for... No. Like There's a no rubric metric. or so something. I'm not, I'm not told... I'm not given an indication on like what's a good publication rate per year for someone or anything like this. Okay. Yeah. All I guess the idea is that I work in this field. Yeah. I have a feel for for what's good or what's not. Maybe I can look at someone yeah. in my field who I know is very good and I can s- compare those two. I haven't thought about doing that. Yeah, I think that's probably cuz I was going to ask like if it's in field then yeah, I would look at your supervisors. Yeah. And just yeah. be like, okay, where were they roughly at this sort of 20 years out? What's their yeah. track record It was like? very hard to go back, like H index That's true. Back, back in years. Like I have to find someone who I know is good at the same career yeah. stage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's hard to calculate. And then, because you also kind of want them to be the same age because publication rates were different 10 years ago than what they are now yes. because there's so yes. many more journals and, and yeah. metrics, metrics, metrics. Yeah, I mean, on, on connected to this, I looked up my my old supervisor, my PhD supervisor's track record, and he he like his last paper was published in 2016, but he's actually been retired for a while, mm. and he finished his career with 120 papers. Wow. Okay. And I think I think a little over 2,000 sites. Right. Or 2,500, and he had a full career permanent position. Yeah. Um, that that would not be what so someone I would, would finish I'm with today. Half halfway then yeah you're already halfway there yeah and eight years in so i've got over a thousand sites and 60 publications yeah Yeah. well i remember my phd supervisor when i first joined had an h index of 22 and that was like proud badge on their profile but now people 22 they're like that's expected if you're out of your phd for a little bit you know Mm. it's really tough i don't know i don't have an answer for you so someone once said to me a good a good age index 
is this M index. So it's your oh, yeah. H index divided by your years active or the years since PhD or years since your first publication. Mm. And a number greater than one was good. And that was eight years ago someone told me that. And maybe that stat was valid then, but right now that is not a valid stat. So okay. these people 20 years out, they all have H indexes in the 30s. Mm. Um, and so I don't know. Like that, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird that you have to give a mark because it's like, it really it's a mark with a caveat. Like whatever you put, it's not just like, this is an A. This yeah. is, it's like, it's a B, but I, I can see that it would be really valuable work. Like they need to have more, like you can't just have an A or a B because yeah. everything's going to be A or a B basically yeah. mm. or a fail. Yeah. They need to like band sub-band the A's and the B's or yeah. something like that. Can you mm. give feedback to this kind of structure and system or not? I don't know. Because you've got A, B, C, D and E, haven't you? The bands are too big. It should just be pass or fail, really. Because yeah. no yeah. one's going to submit a grant, really, unless it, you're worthy of an A or a B. I don't think, anyway. Yeah, yeah look, really challenging. Or people yeah. mark much harder, harsher than I do and they and they, they see one mistake and C, they, they C, just, yeah. E. Yeah, that could easily be happening. <coughs> and also competition, like you see their names, right? So yes. if someone came up in your field and you were like, you didn't like them, they were rude to you at a conference, yeah. you could just be like, oh, this is a B, which is a fail, mm -hmm. which is not saying it's shit, <laughs> but... It's, it's saying it's a fail. It's it's a way that I can fail them and not feel that guilty because I'm giving <laughs> them the second highest mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't quite make it. Um, all right. So that's so publications, yada yada yada, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not really solved, right? No. Uh, so what constitutes a good record of excellent supervision? So this is one of the key parameters that these are, people are supposed to have in their position position yeah. that they um, have can demonstrate a history of excellence in supervision. Gibbo. So uh, what's expected now, I think at a lot of universities is over a five year period or some, some period of time, you would have one PhD completion per year. Mm. And the completions, I mean, the time period is also important now. And so I think that each student would be expected to be completed in under four years. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, is a benchmark for people to hit. Now, the question is, like, how easy or hard is that for people to, to hit? Because you could have a couple of students one year, and then in two years you could have 10. Mm. And in the third year you could have none. So it has to average out. But that's, that's the benchmark that a lot of universities are going by now, to rate mm. academic supervision. But, I mean, how else do you rate good supervision? apart from students going through completions and the time it takes them to complete. Yeah, look, I, I have no fear. We talked that. about this about, you know, one thing we said was like, what are the students doing after they finish? Right. But how do you incorporate that into a... a yeah. yeah, are they employed? Are they... Well, and, and what's good? So Student testimonials, how do you incorporate that? Mm. So, yeah, I can kind of back calculate completions per year. So everybody seems to put in their number of completions. Yeah, okay. But they don't necessarily differentiate between PhD, masters and honours because it does kind of get a bit complicated there. But yes, it's much yeah, easier yeah. to have lots of honours completions, the one-year research project, yeah, then you just have PhD. PhD completions. Yeah, yeah. So they they often will just say, "I've had this many HDR high degree research student completions." 
And yeah, about one a year seems to be what everybody's hitting. That's what they should be aiming for. Um, yeah. On average, on average. But one of the person, one person has actually said how many of their uh, students have gone on to academic positions. Ooh. And they've used that stat as a way to show how good a supervisor they are. That assumes that that is the sole outcome of a successful PhD, you know, I saw right? your face as oh, soon as I said I it. I hate it. So it's basically saying these people are still in science. Because I'm awesome. And, and they've got permanent jobs, which are very hard to get. Because I got them it. Because really? Of, because of my supervision. Yeah. Right? And so now this person thinks they have a good enough stat, even if Andy hates the stat... <laughs> That they've <laughs> written it in this grant proposal. No yeah. one else has done this. Yeah. What percentage of PhD Ooh. master's students do you think they would have go on to academic positions? Now, this is the caveat here is this is academic positions in Australia, the UK, and China. Okay. And when they say academic positions, they mean permanent ones or postdocs. Do they differentiate that? Uh, so it, I got the intention that these were academic so teaching research positions i don't think they say the contract length okay well i mean i don't know i'm guessing they're going to say 80 percent well so the stat was like less than one percent right of people in it was the nature the famous nature thing on so i reckon i reckon they'd be pleased with i'm gonna say 10 percent okay you both you've high volt and low volt yeah all right, so the seven, seven out All of right. 28, 25% have wow. gone on to mm. academic positions. All right. So five of those were in China, two out of the 25 were in the Australia or UK, yep. which is 8%. Yep. So look, mm. I mean, like compared to that stat, that's pretty significant. But once again, the, that is under the assumption that that is what people should do mm-hmm. after a PhD. And secondly, that he, that this person was the sole reason for that success. Yeah. But did they did they mention that stat, that percentage in reference to what the stats are? No. Well, uh, then it's out of the blue. And I calculated the percentage. They said two are in the okay. two are in lecturing positions in Australia or UK and five are in China in yeah, okay. associate professor whatever they said. But if you didn't know the stat that you knew, you wouldn't know how that is relative to anyone else. No. No, and yeah, less than 1% actually end up in tenured positions was the stat come out in 2016, 15, 16, something like that. But um, yeah, interesting. Uh, So I was wondering, yeah, so I was trying to think of other uh, metrics that you could use. Mm. And so I actually write in mine because I don't have a history of um, supervision, like formal supervision. I only have... Uh, informal supervision yeah. or what someone else is writing in, a, in something I read the other day, mentoring. Oh, yeah. Which one sounds better, you think? Informal supervision oh, or mentoring? Mentoring, mentoring sounds better. Infor- yeah. Anything with like the informal. Yeah. Like, doesn't sound like it's real. Sounds like a coffee conversation, you know? Yeah. Like, Whereas that's, I mean, mentoring is actually more like a coffee conversation than informal supervision. It is, yeah. Supervision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not what it sounds like. Maybe I should take off the informal supervision and just write mentoring. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I say all of them... Um, you know, are now either continued their careers either in research or have swapped careers to something else. But I actually said that I know what each all of them are doing. Yeah, mm. um, I don't that's know if good. that's a good thing or bad. I mean, it shows that you care about your super, your well, supervision, and that's vision. what I'm trying to get across. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know if that's actually going to help me with in well, my grant applications or anything. Could, I mean, maybe you could say something along the lines of like, 
you know, mentoring so that each uh, candidate, whatever you call them, achieves their career goals. Yeah. Like that says then that, you know, you've helped them achieve what they want, mm-hmm. whether it's inside, yeah, I mean, outside or they, otherwise. There has to be a way of saying, all right, they're not in science, but they're still... But they're really happy and they're I helped. still successful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've gone on to successful careers in other fields outside of science and I'm mm. still in contact with them. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. Because they love me because I was a great supervisor. Are you talking about you now? A little bit. <laughs> Our next section is not science this. Science this may go on a bit of a hiatus for a bit because we're ready to get creative, aren't we? Yes. We'll get, we're ready to get creative and do a segment we've done before. It's science heads. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what happens is we have all written down, uh, one sciencey thing or person or mm-hmm. whatever for the other people in the room, that person will unfold that, stick it to their head and they have 10 yes or no questions to work out what the thing is they're holding up against their head does that yep. make sense i think so i think i explained that pretty well considering i had no idea what i was yeah. going to say going into I it i missed the middle bit but anyway this one thanks mate um so who wants to go first uh, i'll go first all right gibbo has put up a sciencey thing can you see it? Uh-huh. against his head can you see it i can see it i wrote it right gibbo 10 questions what are you? Is it a person? No. Is it a scientific procedure? No. Is it a scientific instrument? Yes. Yes. Is it an AFM? No. <laughs> Is it an AFM cantilever? Yes! <laughs> What? <laughs> no, it's not. It is. <laughs> Got it in five. Four, wasn't it? Uh, five. Uh, Your I fifth question was, is it a cantilever? Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, Got it in yeah. four. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That, that, was that just goes to show how predictable I am. That was very lucky. Okay, hold it up against your head. Uh, Other that... way around. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Is this a scientific instrument? No. Is this a scientific person? Yes. yes. Ooh. Uh, is this a person I have spoken to? Probably no, not. No, I would say not. No. Okay, so this is a okay. This isn't a question. I'm I'm thinking out loud. So I was a famous <laughs> person. <laughs> this isn't a question. Don't take my. D- He's asking himself <laughs> questions here. We can't answer these questions. All right. Is this person still alive? Yes. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so they must be old. I gave away a lot then, didn't I? With that, that yes. All right. Is this person in Australia? Weren't they in Australia recently? Recently. Yeah. But they don't live they in Australia. Recently, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's a science person. Uh, don't live in Australia. Is this person English? Oh, we might have to pause. <laughs> is it? We might have to pause to look that up. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. Use your... Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have will... to look this up. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think they are. We have to do... Um, what's quiz n- music? Or just a hard cut. Okay. What did you What did you ask? Is this person English? Yes. Is this person famous more for science communication? This the science they've done. They've communicated very well. well. Yeah. They're not. They're not only a science. They do actually do some science. Yes. But they communicate it very well. Okay. All right. English. 
I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna just gonna start guessing. All right. Can is we this, give a hint? Is this Brian Cox? No. Is this Richard Dawkins? No. Damn. We, uh, we can give a hint, can't we? All right. Give all me right. a hint. Okay. It's it's a lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. She does research into animal-like creatures. Yeah. Not animal-like creatures. <laughs> Animals. Human-like creatures, but uh, they're okay. not human. So is this the the woman who worked with monkeys? Yeah. Uh, well, apes. Apes? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, yeah is she the, the one depicted in the film Gorillas in the Mist? Nope. Nope. So no, that nope. one. Nope. Please, you're nope. here. Nope. So is it, is it Jane? I want to say... Um, I can't think of the name. Oh. You've got the first name correct. Oh, you know uh, who it is. Goodall. Is Jano? <laughs> Jano. Yes, Jane. Goodall. Exactly yeah. right. Okay. Oh. Well done. That was that's done pretty quick. A, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. tough. Well, I, I, she was at the front of my mind because she's just done a She was just over here recently. Yeah. 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 And uh, she talked about climate change and its effect on primates. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Is this a scientist? No. Is this science equipment? Yes. Is this found in uh, physical chemistry? Well, yeah. Yeah, I would say. It could be okay. found in lots of different areas of oh, science. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, boy, a bit down. Um, is the, do you plug this in? <laughs> you definitely have to plug it in. Yeah. Okay. Is it a piece of equipment I would have used? Yes. Yes. Uh, does it take up uh, a room? Not, no. not an entire okay. room, no. Is this for surface science? Um, it can yes. be used for that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Is this an SEM? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Electron Very good. microscope. Electron microscope. Nice. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I know what it is because I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's something. <laughs> All right. Is it something funny? That's not. <laughs> that's not the guess. All right. Go. Is it a person? Yes. Is it a person I personally know? Yes. John Sader. No. Um. That would have been a good one. Yeah, yeah. that would have been a really good one. Is it a person I work with? Yes. <laughs> Is it Dr. Christopher Gibson? Yes! <laughs> Mate, you fucking rock at this. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> That's a good one. That's another good one. That's that was great. great. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. When you laughed that hard, I was Yeah, I kind of, down. I should have no, I I sh kept it no, in. That Sorry, Cameron. <laughs> Not very professional, Andy. He isn't very professional. Here we go. It's going to start with the, with the classics. Mm -hmm. Am I a person? Yes. yes. Am I a... Famous person. I we, we've say, all heard of you. Yeah, I would say no. So um, okay. I doubt that um, Lauren, my wife, would have heard of you. And I doubt that Kate, your partner, would have heard of you. Okay. Um, am I found on TV? You've been on TV, definitely. Am I Australian? Yes. Am I old? Uh, well, it depends how you define old. To me, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, yes. You'd be... That person would be considered yeah. old. Older than Gibbo. Yeah. Older oh, yeah. than Gibbo. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this person... So, a scientist... A science... So, this person is a science communicator. Primarily. Uh, they... they no. They have communicated science. I, I don't think they would have an active science I, career they anymore. They are not a primarily a science communicator. All right. 
they don't have an active science career anymore. Oh. Oh. They have been a scientist. Have I met this person? Ooh. (gasps) I don't. You would have been in the same room as this person. Like you definitely you definitely know who this person is. All right. We're up to five. Did I say that we were um Australian? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a question. Fuck! Can I already it? said it. Already can asked it. it. Oh, <laughs> he, he, I'd give it. To, I wouldn't give it. Oh, like he's yeah, the, he I makes know, the rules. Yeah. Well, I'm, ca- I'm actually. Rules. I'm counting, and I'm on seven. And you're oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I might have missed one. Yeah. Um, all I'm right. Not the best person to keep. Is out. this a male? Yep. It's not Doctor Carl, is it? No. no. He, he, <sighs> it's not a primarily a science, science communicator. communicator. But no longer active research. But has been on the telly been on the and TV. is Australian and is a bloke. And you know, you know, certainly know of them and may have seen them in person. It's not so Alan, Alan Duffy. Oh. <laughs> I would all say, uh, no, it's not. No. It's not. It's not. No, no, but they're not. Can we give him another so, hint? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I need what a what hint. do you want to say? Oh, you can't really say. Have you got a good? I've got an okay hint. Oh, you do yours first. Mine's really obvious. Yeah. Um, think more of about policy, science policy. Uh, oh, it's what? Finkel. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alan Finkel. When you Alan. said Alan, I thought you had it. Yeah. Then you said Duffy. <laughs> Alan Finkel, Australia's nice. chief scientist. Yes. I have you been in the same room as him? Yes, I've been. Uh, I've been in the same room as his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <Genuine. laughs> that sounds like I'm having an Andy go. But no, so easy, she, was, easy. she was editor of Cosmos magazine, and so oh. I, anyway, oh. so I don't think I've ever been in the same room as old Finkmeister, but I feel very close to him. Let's put mm. it that way. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, all right, that was fun. Mm. Uh, I think it's a bit tough because. He was. He has been a researcher, and he kind yeah. of communicates science. Yeah, yeah. We talked about him recently good. with his article. That's on, right on on metrics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Good. Oh, one more. This is for this is for Schmoopy. Last one. All right, I'll so stay professional. No, no, I, no laughing, even if it's well, funny. Are you can now that this morning. Is that the right way up? That is correct. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, am I a scientific person? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Ooh. Okay, do I know this person? Yes. Does he? Oh, well, I know you, you, you defi- know him. Uh, do you mean do you do you mean have I met him? Them. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do mean have <laughs> I <laughs> have you know, I met this clearly you male? Know, may, he may have. <laughs> All right, I'm ask, I got ask, I got to ask you a have question. Have I met this person? Were you when was your postdoc in Germany? Uh, what years? 2012 to 2014. And when in 2014 did you Get back to Adelaide. April. Okay, then it's quite possible you met this person. Or you certainly saw them. All right. I'm confused now. So, what have I said? We've got a scientific person. I know them. Yeah. And I perhaps met met them. them. Yeah. Okay. And Andy has given away that (laughs) this person is a male. They. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well done. (laughs) (laughs) All right, they might have been in Adelaide in 2014, meaning so they do not live in Adelaide right now. They were in Adelaide in 2014, definitely. But I couldn't work out whether you were. God, I've given away another bit. Do they live in in Australia? Yeah. They do, yes. In yes. Australia, yes. Ah, uh, but not in Adelaide. Nope, nope. Okay, in 2014. Good logic. How do I ask this? I'm trying to ask how well a person is known. 
Um, oh, yeah, they're well known. Come on. They are well known. I'll give my answer to this. All you right. give yours. It's, I think they're very well known. You give yours. It's John Sater. Yes. John Sater. <laughs> Five. Damn it. <laughs> Gave it away immediately. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah. So I met John Sater in Canberra at um, oh shit, you did at a, too at I a for- conference. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Well done, everyone. Yeah, kicked ass. Some good ones. Whew. Yeah, I think I won that one. You did. You did you really did. well. You did. Thank you. <laughs> Music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app, like our Facebook page, Ladies join in the forum, animal.net, and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because that helps us a lot. I'll check it for next week. Um, Cameron, sponsor You were just listening to Publish Perishable Podcast and it was brought to you this week by our future sponsor, Phenom. Our preferred uh, creator of electron microscopes. Lovely. Oh, I would definitely get them as sponsors. The old benchtop SEM. That's it. All right, final farewells. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.